Hello guys, we're back again to discuss the aftermath of the Turkmenistan match. It was a horrific display from Team Medli, which we drew against Turkmenistan. That was our first game of the World Cup qualifier match. Today I'm joined by Babak Golriz, the fan favorite, Sinaisa Mian, Pejman Pars, and we're back again with Ariza Pekan, which we got his insights from the Asian Cup. I'm always a pleasure to speak to you guys and looking forward to talking about our horrible performance versus Turkmenistan and getting your insights. How you guys doing? Thank you. So before we get into the gist of things, I just want to uh, read out outline Iran's lineup versus Turkmenistan. Hayri was in goal, right back was Ghafuri, the two center backs were Kanani and Montaziri, left back Haid Safi, in the center mid it was Torabi and Taimurian, uh, Haydari was right wing, Shojain the number 10 role, Amini left wing and Azmoun. Now, before we start the things, on paper, um, what were your initial thoughts on the lineup? As in, as soon as you guys watched the match, you saw that the team looked on balance. So, starting off with you, Bobak, I just want you to know your insights about that. Uh, to be honest, I was a bit surprised with uh, a couple of the choices, uh, specifically uh, Kanani and centre-back. Uh, I expected Morteza Puradiganji to be back into, back into the action. Uh, he wasn't there. Torabi started as well. That was also a little bit of a surprise. Heydari as well uh, in a central uh, midfield role, which is which he's played there before at uh, during the World Cup. I think it was against Nigeria. That was also a surprise. So overall, I would say I was extremely surprised with uh, a few of the choices. Pajman. Uh, I was uh, surprised in a positive way that uh, Sardar Azmun gets uh, got a, a fair chance and started from the beginning and also proved himself right uh, scoring the first goal. But yeah, I, I was surprised of uh, Kanani starting instead of uh, Pura Liganji. Sina? Um, yeah, when I looked at the team sheet initially, I didn't, think, I didn't read too much into it. I thought it was a lineup good enough to be a team of uh, Turkmenistan's calibre. But uh, I think as the game went on, I was a little bit disappointed by the uh, unnecessary changes that he made to the, the to the team sheet. I thought Harsafi didn't need to play at left back. Uh, Bakes are the uh, you know I'm not saying he's the best left back we have, but at that moment of time, I thought he he was a better choice uh, in that position. As Bobak mentioned, Kanoni was probably the biggest surprise. Uh, I didn't expect to see him there at all. Um, after Pural Ganji's great performances since the uh, since the Asian Cup, and with Hosseini's absence as well, I fully expected Pural Ganji to start next to Montazeri. But uh, he started Kanoni in midfield. I thought we, we lacked a bit of balance uh, in uh, Heydari, Shojai, and Andranik. Uh, this was after the game. This was the first official match without Nekunam in the team. Um, I thought Andranik did okay, but I think if he would have had Harsafi next to him, it would have been much better. It would have been much more solid. We gave too many chances to Turkmenistan for my liking. Um, and we lacked a bit of pace through the middle as well. So I think Kairos, if, if he could go back in time and uh, uh, play the game again, he would have made uh, many changes uh, to the lineup. What, what were your thoughts, Ali Reza? I also was uh, surprised with uh, Heydari on midfield. Uh, I think uh, the match against uh, Uzbekistan was not the best match that we played, but it was solid. The team looked uh, solid. We didn't uh, concede any goal. 
So I thought he will start again with uh, with this lineup. Uh, from the inside information that I have from the players, uh, I, I really I, I was shocked because normally uh, Kairos uh, he doesn't work like this. But uh, what uh, what has been told is that uh, the last day until the match that uh, the formation changed because Amiri uh, he de- he didn't know that he should he would play so they they, they did not uh, practice uh, the system and, and with these players with this uh, lineup so this is what i know so i was uh, a little bit uh, shocked because normally uh, Kerosh with his uh, with his experience he's, he's not working like this so that is uh, yeah, that's not not so positive <laughs> and also uh, I, I say it again. Hey, there he is. It's a huge mistake uh, on, on midfield. He, uh, he can play right back, and Estrelal he plays that well. Uh, sometimes he uh, he comes up, and uh, and, uh, and often he, uh, he has nice uh, nice crosses. But it's not it's not the the midfielder or the player that we. He's in my opinion he's uh, uh, he's overrated at this team medley. We have uh, much better players who can play uh, at this position. So, uh, yeah, I was surprised. You're speaking about Haydar being overrated. I think Sinan's brother could relate to that. But my second question to you guys is, we dropped two points against Turkmenistan, which honestly should have been an easy win for us, considering how well I was won playing. He should have ha- had a hat-trick in the first 20 minutes. What went wrong for us? And was it because of Kairos' tactical lineup? Was he being too naive, Bobak? I don't know. It's it's easy to talk in hindsight and retrospect, but uh, I thought the first ten minutes, especially, and even up to twenty minutes, we were very, very proactive. Uh, we could have easily been three or four up. It was among the best uh, best spell of attacking play I've seen from Team Medley in a long, long time. I felt that the fact that Nekunam wasn't there, there was much more tempo with us moving the ball forward. And that was a positive. But I was live tweeting during the game, and I think I mentioned it three or four times before we conceded the goal, that our left side is exposed, our left side is exposed, our left side is exposed. And basically that's the side with Haj Safi and Amiri. Amiri was almost invisible in the first half. Uh, Haj Safi was being overrun, he was out of place, he was ill-disciplined, he was moving towards the center of the field with the ball as well. And uh, the Turkmen's they deservedly got back into the game. But uh, as much as Hey Daddy and uh, Torabi looked a little bit out of depth in the game, I think most of the danger came from the left side of our defense and our center center back pairing probably playing if 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 I can point out one mistake it's playing a new untested partnership together in a game in a world cup qualifier might have been a little bit naive do you agree pejmon uh, yeah i agree i mean we always had problems uh, with our left uh, Back position. This is nothing, nothing, uh, nothing new actually. Um, um, uh, despite that, I didn't uh, expect uh, Hodge Safi having that much trouble in, uh, on his position. He usually, against weaker teams, uh, does a solid defense. Against stronger teams, yeah, he has some problems. That's why he usually doesn't play uh, in the defense. Um, with, with that being said, uh, it's, it's hard to find. Uh, I mean, it's, it's easy to find excuses after the game but uh, if we had scored those three four goals in the first half uh, then maybe 
these problems wouldn't won't be anything to talk about. So we can maybe talk about bad luck. It's kind of uh, uh, boring to do that, but uh, if we actually have scored one or even two more goals, then uh, uh, this won't be an issue. But I'm glad that this is an issue now, like uh, in the beginning of the World Cup qualifiers. Then we have time to actually think about the formation, uh, the possible changes, what to do. Uh, we we are in a serious need of a good left uh, back defender, which we don't have. Big uh, that is is basically the only option, uh, and, and not good enough. And the Haj Safi isn't uh, for me. His way to uh, uh, he, he pushes forward too much for being a, a left uh, back. So. I'm glad that we at least found these issues, and I hope Kairos also saw these issues now and rather than later. Adi Reza. I agree. Uh, sorry, I don't agree the, with, with that because uh, uh, the left back problem, uh, we, we make this is uh, what we make out of it because we have Ali Golizada. I don't know, you know him? Uh, he's, he plays also in the, in the youth uh, uh, team and lead teams. He's a perfect player. He's a, he's, he's a complete. Uh, he can play a left back, left winger. He's, he has good physics. Uh, he comes up. Uh, he's a really talented player. And also, uh, that I have seen him the matches in Myanmar and uh, also in uh, other national team matches. He he has the quality to come to Europe. After the World Cup, after the World Cup, uh, how many tra transfers uh, did we make uh, to Europe? Karim Ansarifah or uh, Said Azatullah who didn't play, uh, Nekunam. No, no major, no major uh, transfers because the clubs they scout, they, they they know our players, they know them well, and they they, they send scouts every matches from the national team. But there is no potential. So I think I think if if we can uh, lose the the older players and, and select in the younger teams, then you have uh, players like Ali Golizade. Who can easily play in Team League. He's really a good player. Or Torabi also a good player. So the position left back, I think, if you look at the younger players, we, we have we have we have good players to, uh, that we can replace uh, for for these players. Because Hachsafi is not a left back. At Sepan, he's a he's a left winger. Everywhere he's a left winger. He's not a. Yes, yeah, for me, I'm still waiting. I'm talking about. He's not a complete. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, the best option is still Pouladi, but uh, the, the issues with the military and whatnot, and he will be quite old for the next World Cup. But I, I don't see... Um, uh, it's hard to see that kind of a young player uh, given such an, we could say, important uh, part of the team being on the left back. I, I hope uh, Kairos will bring him in or at least try him out. But uh, we, have, we have had plenty of young players that done really good at, at youth level and even in the, in the league but yeah. haven't been able to make that final step in, in the national team. Maybe, as you say, if he gets some uh, European experience, then we can start to talk about him uh, as a serious candidate. Right now, for me, Puladi is still number one. Yeah, but Puladi is too old. You cannot you cannot uh, use him anymore uh, if he, if he played three years in Qatar. You cannot use him in the next World Cup. 
you agree? The I agree with that. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not an option. He's 27 I, now. He's 27 now, so yeah, he would no, be 30 no. at the World Cup. Yeah, what I mean, what I mean is, if he stays in Qatar, you know. Yeah, it's, true. It's, the the it's, physique will deteriorate. You're right. Yes, yes, it's, it's finished. But I think we must. Uh, Kerosh has a has a. He must uh, uh, send the team Melli on the field that has potential for, for the future. Also, it makes it easier for the Iranian football because we have always we have old players, old players, or players that are not going, never coming to to Europe. Look. Good. So the, how old is he? Twenty-two years old, and he's he, he's talking about uh, Kuwait. So he must he must uh, he must uh, say okay, the players who play in Qatar and Kuwait they are not welcome anymore because there's no future for them. I I agree, Alirza. That's a good point. But uh, wouldn't you say he's already introduced those younger players? I mean, Torabi is there. Kanoni started in a big game. Torabi started in the World Cup qualifier. Now he's given a chance to Torami. He, he's bringing yes. in them. He's bringing them through. So maybe left back is a position that he could do that as well. But overall, I think over the last six months, Ezatolai, given his debut against Uzbekistan, yes. so he's shown that he's looking at those youngsters. Yeah, no, but I mean the position like Masuchujai. Masjidjai is, is is playing is playing awful for the last few years. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Heydari, for example, uh, hey Daddy, for me, I don't I don't see why he's in the team. I would like to keep some of these older players to of course, kind Ando, of you have that. Yes, uh, to keep them to Hosseini, Montezeri, Ando, these guys can let these younger players come in and feel that this is Team Melli. It's not just a, 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 a group of players coming together. They can see those legends around them. But someone like Heydari, I don't see him being an asset. Masoud, I feel he, sh he could still be around in the squad, at least for now during the World Cup qualifiers. But uh, I agree with you in principle. Yes. See, you know, the boys touched a lot about, you know, the left-back issue because um, we honestly, there's always a discussion that heights that should be played more in the middle or, you know, as Ali is uh, pinpointed and Sepon usually plays left wing. And talking about your buddy, hey, Daddy, what are your um, inputs? Is he honestly overrated for you? Um, what do you see predominantly as the big issues that need to be addressed for the for our road towards uh, going to Russia? Um. I think, first of all, going back to the left-back issue, I, I completely agree with both Ali Reza and Pejman. I think Ali Reza is right in a way that you know we need to introduce younger players. And we have loads of left-backs in, in the um, IPL currently playing. I think the best left-back that we have in the league hasn't been in, hasn't been in the squad for, for a year now, more than a year. Mehdada Jamaati is one of the best left-backs. Yes, yes. He's been performing. He's the full-out captain. He's... For me, easily the best left back in Iran, but he's not been invited for, for reasons. I think it's mostly based on the way he plays. He's, he likes to go forward, and I'm not sure if uh, that would uh, really suit Kerosh's style. But uh, there's also other young players, such as Bahid Haydariyeh, who plays for Paycon. He's got huge potential. He's a regular for under 23s. He's another name. But as Alireza said, you know we need to introduce these players. But at the same time, we can't just throw them in without any experience, especially in such big games. We need to slowly and gradually uh, introduce them and uh, get them used to the playing international football. So I think uh, both guys are, are completely right with their points. Um, as far as Heydari is concerned, I've uh, been saying it for, for a long time, I, I don't see what he can actually add uh, to, to Team Elia at this moment of time. 
But one thing's for sure, and I know this for a fact, that Kairos likes his versatile players. He likes players who, can, who just constantly run. Who, he likes players who can play in two or three positions. And Heydari is one of them. Heydari, Shojai, Haj Safi, Andranik certainly to a certain degree. And Montazeri. These are players that can play in different positions. And that's why they're constantly in the squad. Because they give him another option. He, he wants to be able to play around with players and play them in different positions. We saw that with uh, Pureli Ganji. He was a central midfielder, defensive midfielder for Naft all his career. And then all of a sudden he came into Team Ali and, and played at centre-back. Uh, so I think Heydari certainly falls into that category. And um, again, I, I really don't see why he's in there. I think, especially in central midfield, we do have options even at this at this uh, moment of time. People such as Omid Ebrahimi, I think he should have started against Turkmenistan. I think he's a guy who, who can... Uh, spread the game, he, he likes to control the tempo, and we could have done with that in midfield against Turkmenistan or against any team. I think we always need that playmaking uh, midfielder, uh, someone who can sit deep with Andranik and not control the tempo, but be able to get on the ball and pass it around. And I think Ibrahim is certainly one of them. And uh, he was missed for me as well. He was one of those players that he should have played uh, in that game, but he didn't. You know, looking, when I watched back this game, I realized the shambolic defense we had, which was very unlike Kairos. And the person, you know, even people always talk about Deja guy, John Bash, key factors that could have impacted this game. For me, honestly, it was Hosseini. If he wasn't that lineup, I think things would have changed because he's a veteran, you know, he controls that back line. And I think he was the biggest person that was missed in our match versus Torkmanistan. And coming back to you, Ali Rizzo, do you agree with me or do you think it was somebody else that uh, we potentially missed? No, of course, if you have Dejaga Husseini and also Jambash and uh, the squad, uh, we, we should have won. But yeah, if, if Sadar Azmun has a, has a talent to, f uh, to finish the first two or three chances, then it will be a completely different story. you know. But still, I, I, I come back to the to the thing what I have earlier said. It's, it's, it's not a good thing that the Team Ali coach changes the last day, the tactics, the two or three players. So what I've what I've been heard, this is this is this is not not really professional. Bobak. Well, I mean, I we don't know the context behind his decision uh, change, uh, like uh, what happened for him to see that. Maybe there was something in training, or but regardless of that, of course, when you're working on a system and then you change it at the last minute, I'm sure there's a disruption. But. Uh, Going back to your original question, Pasha, uh, I think, yes, Hosseini has been missed. He's probably one of our, if you had to say, an all-time great Iranian uh, starting lineup. Hosseini would be probably in that starting lineup or very, very close to it. Uh, he's been a pillar and a rock for the last over a decade, I would say. He started off with Rahman Rezaei. Um, he was missed, but would it have made a difference? I don't know. It was one of those games where some of the things that could have gone right for us didn't, and what could have gone wrong went against us. And as Pejman said, it's better that this sort of thing happens in the first game of the World Cup qualifiers in Turkmenistan rather than in the second round against the likes of Japan or Australia. So uh, we have to wait and see. And we know Carlos Kirish is a very observant and uh, meticulous kind of character. So let's hope he learned more lessons than we did. Sina? Yeah, I completely agree with uh, with the points made. I think Hosseini is has been a fantastic uh, player for us down the years, and he will of course be missed in in any team. I think in Asia, not just not just for Iran, he's that good of a player. 
But um, I think if you had to point point out two weaknesses that we had against Turkmenistan, there was there was more than just missing one or two players. I think a few of the players would be disappointed with their performances. And um, yes, of course, Hosseini would have made a difference. So would have Dejaga. But I still think with that kind of lineup, we should have beat a team of Turkmenistan's caliber. Pejman. Uh, I agree with the boys. I really don't have uh, much to add. Uh, we all could see now the impact that Hosseini have on the team uh, as a leader because often the, Nukunam, in my eyes, Hosseini was was the was the main leader. Uh, now Andua, I'm sure he's, he's, he will be a great captain, but uh, Hosseini is a solid choice for me. Otherwise, you know, coming back to you again, Pejman. Um, who impressed you the most and who was the poorest out of all you think? The guy that impressed me the most was a, a guy who actually thought about how the Turkmenistan fans will dress up. Well, I don't know if you saw the game. I thought that the stadium was empty because everything looked so, so neat and so clean and it stood Turkmenistan on the on the seats I was like where are the other people but no he or she have actually uh, put put uh, put hats on the uh, on the spectators so you couldn't even see the different uh, faces or the different uh, uh, hairs so it, it, it was really fun to see for me that was a man of the match because none of the Iranians <laughs> were, were that great to be to be called man of the match but in, in terms of who was good I liked that Osmoon he's, he's so uh, he, he, he isn't afraid I think he, he plays kind of cocky and I like that uh, he had an opportunity uh, which he didn't score but uh, he had opportunity to pass but he kept dribbling and uh, made a good shot and uh, wasn't afraid to uh, to make that hard decision instead of passing now we know if he had passed then maybe it could have been goal but yeah he made a good run and a good shot uh, so Osmond for me is uh, was a uh, was positive and you also asked who was the weakest right yes um, who least I impressed know. you is a better way to put it who were you least I mean, impressed with it was uh, a couple of uh, players. Uh, we, we talked about Heydari uh, sometimes now. Uh, maybe Heydari. I think uh, Tamiron, he did good, but this is the time for him now to do great in every game. Uh, we need his... Uh, uh, we, do, we just don't need his... Uh, his uh, uh, character as a as a leader we need him as a good player as well he can be a fantastic leader and, and push the other players but uh, he need to take that step as a as a player as well so i won't say that he was the the, the worst but uh, i demand more of Taimuria now that nekunam is gone that's how i see it hi reza um for me it was the best player he wasn't not on the one side he was uh many player one on one guy was tricking and uh, running and keeping the ball and the team uh, uh, I don't know his name but he was uh, the attacker the attacking midfielder I think Bertier or something I don't know you, know you guys know but he was a really good player but in Iran side I don't think we had a, a really good player or something um, but the worst player was in my eyes uh, Amiri 
for the first 35, 40 minutes, I, I didn't even knew that he was playing. <laughs> uh, he was really invisible. I, I remember one of you guys asked me, uh, I think it was Pasha, is Amiri playing? And I, uh, I wrote back, I, didn't, I don't think so. <laughs> so uh, that was uh, quite shocking for me that, that after 35 or 40 minutes that I, uh, has, uh, that I has, uh, have seen him for the first time. So it was a little strange for me. But uh, still, uh, I come back to the tactics because it was maybe not his fault. He didn't practice, uh, practice on, on, uh, on the position with the team. He has been put there without practicing, so maybe it could have an uh, effect on him. Sina? Um, yeah, I completely agree with Ali because I was thinking of Amiri as well. Uh, it was actually me who asked, uh, is he playing or not? Because I saw okay. him on the team sheet, but I kept watching the game and he just wasn't there. So I think he would he should be very disappointed because he usually he's one of those players that whether he comes on as a substitute or whether whether he's a starter he, he likes to get on the ball he likes to take on players but we didn't see that at all against Turkmenistan and I was kind of disappointed and the player that Ali Reza was mentioning of Turkmenistan I think his name was Hajamedov I think he was similar to that and he he troubled Kafuri on a couple of occasions he was a good player. But, uh, yeah, I think there was uh, a few players on our side that uh, weren't too happy with their performances. Babak? Yeah, well, guys have said it that uh, I agree, basically, that we didn't have a player that really stood out to say he impressed, but the only two players from our side who probably came out with their reputations intact were Osmoon, who seems to be growing into this role of being the guy who's going to score the goals and lead us to lead us to bigger stages. And Haizi, who again was solid, didn't do anything spectacular, did what he had to do, uh, couldn't probably do much on the goal, obviously. So these two guys came out with their reputations intact for me. And then you can take your pick from a lot of other players for me uh, when it came to weak links. We talked about Hajstafi already. Amiri is another one who was very disappointing. He should have taken that opportunity because he has played on the left wing for us a few times before. Even if he hasn't practiced in that role until the, until being named the starting lineup, you would expect him with Dejaga and uh, Jahan Bash not being there for him to be a little bit more motivated. He didn't seem up for it. And uh, I'm also going to point out uh, Torabi, who, yes, he may not be a right winger, but he looked out of his depth for me. He just looked lost and uh, didn't know what he was doing his movement didn't impress me he seems a little bit lanky for that sort of position so I know Ali Reza and Sina seem to like him but I don't see how he can fit and improve our our starting lineup but I could be proved wrong because he is quite a young player you know my next question to you guys is looking back at this result does it does this result mean much for our qualification for the World Cup and I'm coming back to you Sina no, I think it's been mentioned a few times. I think in the grand scheme of things, it, it wouldn't mean much. Um, of course, we weren't going through the entire qualification uh, round undefeated or rather just winning every single game. Of course, we're going to drop points at some stage. So, no, it doesn't, it doesn't really bother me that we drop points. It's just the performance that really disappointed me. I think uh, it was the way we played, especially in the second half. I, I thought we... We really lacked a bit of pace, you know. When we when we come against these teams, who are happy to sit back and just get a draw. Or in some stage, I mean, Iranian fans were moaning about Turkmen players uh, wasting time. 
I mean, that's that's fine. I mean, th- this is a team that is 173rd in the FIFA ranking. Of course, they take a draw at home against Iran. But we should be a lot more smarter, a lot more patient with the way we play. I thought in the last 20, 25 minutes, we we panicked. We were just sending balls forward. There was no patience in the way we play. There was no pace. And I've, I've said this many times in the last 12, 12 months or so. We need pace down the, uh, in the middle. Of course, during the Asian Cup or even the... Um, uh, in the World Cup or even our friendlies, we've had Nakuna, Andranik and Masood playing in the middle. And there is no pace in there whatsoever. Masood has never been a pacey player anyway, but now that he's 31, 32, he's, he's not as, he doesn't even have the pace that he used to have. So I think a bit of pace in the middle could do us a lot of good. Uh, but yeah, I think in terms of the long term... Um, it wouldn't mean much to where we want to be and where we want to go. Pejman? Uh Of course, we will uh, go to the next round. We will. I can't even see us actually losing some points against Guam or even India because um, Guam is it's not actually Guam. It's like the American B team or C team because everybody is even born or raised in the US. Uh, and India... Away could be an interesting and fun game because India and football is growing. Uh, I like what they have done with the team. Uh, maybe in like the, in the next ten years we'll see a different India. With that being said, this is not the first time we have uh, problems in this round. If I'm not mistaken, the, the, the last time I think we lost at home against Jordan or something. If I'm not mistaken, uh, but. Anyways, it's two teams going up. Uh, we will advance for sure, but uh, we, we will lose some points. But that's life. Bob, I give me a pessimistic answer. <laughs> well, we've had this sort of performance many times before, so uh, we're forgetting that Team Melly has been accustomed to playing very poorly and performing very poorly and coming out with a draw. Or sometimes we're lucky with wins. So I'm not bothered whatsoever about the result. Uh, I'm actually very happy we've gotten it out of the way, and I'm pretty sure that Carlos Kirsch is the right guy to address it. Uh, but there was a point that Sina made, which I'd just like to talk about, which was about the central midfield and lack of pace. I really thought that Hatsafi is going to be playing central midfield after the role he played in the World Cup. I thought he would replace Nekunam, not in his role, but he would be with Ando Temurian in central midfield field alongside a third player maybe someone like Ezzat Olahi so he will get protected or Ebrahimi and allow Ezzat Olahi to grow into that role because I really see him as the potential heir to uh, Nekunam's throne Ali Reza uh, No Pasha I don't think it's a, it's a problem with us uh, when we drew uh, the 1-1 against Turkmenistan but what I see is uh, uh, on the K-Rush we play a lot of counter football what do we do when we have the ball? All uh, we, we lose the ball. We don't have uh, creative uh, midfielders like, uh, for example, uh, Mosalman, uh, yeah, like Sadevian. We don't have have that. Shojai, it's, it's not the Shojai anymore. I know Keros likes him very, very much, but it's not the old Shojai anymore. It's not. He is not creative. He is. Uh, he cannot surprise the the opponents with with a nice action. Uh, so I think we are playing too much on the counter-attack. There's no problem if we play against Japan, uh, Korea, Australia, or European teams. 
but against uh, the weaker teams, we have problems. We play too much long balls on Asmur. We, uh, we we want to, uh, to. We don't play. We don't play the football that we used to play. So I think uh, it's, it's on the K rush. It's, it's too ma- it's too much counter. So that has to change. It has to change with uh, with uh, with, uh, with the tactics that we want if we want to go uh, uh, play on the higher level. My next question to you guys is that, you know, Guam is coming up. That's going to be our next match. And it seems like that will be in September. Um, what big changes should be made, especially for that match? Bob Eck. I don't know about big changes. But uh, the fact that players like Jahan Baksh and Ashkan hopefully will come back to the fold, that makes a huge difference. I mean, Jahan Baksh hasn't yet had a fair opportunity with Team Medley. But we all know this guy is quality and he is... He has a very, very bright future ahead of him. So if he starts to get some game action for Team Meli and Ashkan, hopefully can recover that physique and, uh, uh, let's say, his match fitness, that's, it's, it's a big change to our whole attacking sphere. So overall, I don't think big changes are needed. It's just the right players coming back into the fold, poor Ali Ganji as well. Looking for the central midfield solution is the one thing where I feel that needs to be addressed. Who is going to replace Javad Nekunam? Uh, is it going to be Omid Ebrahimi? Is it going to be Saeed Ezatolahi? Whoever it is, they need to build that team around that 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 idea or that vision because it's going to take time. And this two years until the World Cup or three years until the World Cup is the time to work on that. So that's the main area which has a big question mark over it right now for me. Are you Reza? Yes, uh, it's a problem with uh, with the midfield, I think, because Ebrahimi, uh, I, I, I agree with my uh, colleague, Ebrahimi is a good player, but he reminds me always that Hadda uh, Difa, he was the same player. It's good to have on the, on the bench, but it's not uh, it's not the player who will make the the yeah, was the main main player. He's playing well at Estelal because Estelal is really weak this season, and he has done well at Sepan, but for the international level, I don't think he's uh, he's, he's uh, first team material. In my opinion, uh, Said has to play because uh, he's, he's, uh, we miss someone who's playing like Nekunam. I know Nekunam is not the best midfielder in the, in the world, but he's good for Team Ali. He's always, he's not panicking, he's uh, relaxed, he's, uh, he's playing easy passes. Said can do, can do the same. But I think Said is more creative, and as uh, he, he didn't show it in the, the Uzbekistan match because he all, all, uh, also told me, I don't want uh, to, uh, to, uh, to to play uh, risk. I, I just want to play and uh, to to to, uh, to play good, you know. I don't take risks. But I, when I see him he, uh, uh, when he plays in Atletico. He was. Uh, he gives passes about uh, for about uh, 40, 50 meters. So that that could be heard to the, the defenders of the other teams. He has he has good skills. He's creative. So I think he needs to play uh, above uh, uh, Omid Ebrahimi. Sina. Sorry, sorry, Pasha. No, that's fine. Go Alireza, ahead, man. That's what this is about. Do you think Saeed is ready for that sort of uh, responsibility to take over that role on a regular basis for Team Melli? Um, he has he has done that in, uh, in the youth in the youth teams because uh, and when when we, they went to the World Cup on the 17, the, all the pressure was on Said. Uh, 
I remember Ali Dusty uh, even called me and said, yeah, talk to it, Said, because he's, he's my, my player, is my, uh, uh, he has to do it for the team and stuff like that. So the pressure is used to it, I think. And when he played at, uh, at uh, okay, it's, it's the youth or the city team of Atletico, but the, also uh, there he has, uh, he had uh, uh, always the training was, uh, the trainer was, was talking to him and, and he has to, to, to uh, he was the, a little bit the, the playmaker of Atletico because he played, uh, not all matches on six. He played on a ten. He was, uh, they they want to make a box uh, box to box player of him. But I think if you if you put uh, Said and Ando together, and Ando can can really help him, and then a creative player uh, in front of them, and and if you have Dejaga uh, on the left side, right uh, on the right side, I think you have uh, a solid a solid midfield and. and uh, and also good wingers. So the wingers are really creative. So I think the the, the problem is solved, and, and especially uh, the matches against the Guam, uh, India, Turkmenistan can uh, is good for the experience of side. You know, because you have to look at this. Uh, Ibrahimi has a lot of experience. So this is the maximum Ibrahimi that we knew. This is all potential. Is this? You know. Are we happy with this potential for the World Cup? No. <laughs> you agree? Yeah. But Said, you're, you're right. You're absolutely right. But other players, they, they have the quality. They don't have the experience. So let them play this these matches. Let them play this match. You know. You know. You all know. If you play with three, four youngsters, we are still going to win from these teams. So give them. Give give them the. the uh, the experience and, and and they will surprise us because yeah. because I I, I, uh, I don't believe and and uh, Omid Ebrahimi to be uh, to be uh, <laughs> to be a player that we can be uh, proud of like Nekunam or Ando there's not in his potential we have Milad Serlek we have Siabashak Nazari who are also young players and uh, believe me Milad Serlek is also a good player Young players had played uh, a lot of uh, young young international matches, and there are a lot of players that I I don't know, you know, because uh, we we these players play in national teams of Iran, but they don't play in IPL, so we don't know them. But there are players who have potential more than Omid Ebrahimi or other players. So this Again, is my Andrews, point. I, yeah. I completely agree with everything you're saying. But with the likes of Milad Sarlak, he barely plays first in football for his club anyway, and he plays in Iran. He plays for Sepahan, I think it is. So yeah. you can't just bring in those kind of players just because they're playing. No, in no, no. I don't. I, I don't. I, I, I think with Ezatullah, I think he's the long-term replacement. There's absolutely no question about that whatsoever. But I think it's a gradual process. With Omid Ebrahimi, no, I, no one, no one is rating him that high anyway. But I think yeah. at this moment of time, with Ezatullah improving. Obviously, day by day, game by game. It's good to have them together. So, one game, Ibrahim plays, and then Ezatoli comes in for him as a sub, or vice versa. And by Ibrahim, I don't mean just Ibrahim, a player of that caliber. You know, he's been playing yeah, for no, three years. He's I am also... 20, 25, 26, who can help him develop. Of course, by that, I mean, you know, someone who can. I don't, I don't think Ezatoli is ready to play every single game 90 minutes. No, no, of course not. But it's, so that's the point I'm trying to make when I say Ibrahimi no, should but, maybe play but, next to Andranik or even Hoysa. 
for the same for the same uh, it's not on site you know it's not on Zatobay or something it's also uh, let's let's talk about Jambach he needs to play 90 minutes why does Haydari play always you know that's a yeah, yeah of course you know we've, we've it's not, it's not so on many... site or something yeah no no we have, of course we have this, players we've... they have potential okay the potential of uh, of Ibrahimi the potential of Haj Safi the potential of Shojai we have seen that and we don't need that anymore Alirza, you're absolutely right. The, the ceiling on those players is quite low. We know that they will not get any better. But someone like Jahon Bash or Ezzat they will only get better. So what we have now is can be groomed into something much more. Or Azmoon, for example, or poor Ali Ganji. These are youngsters who clearly are good enough today and can be much better in the future. So I agree with you, but I also see what Sina is saying because we can't just throw someone like... Uh, Someone that young who is still developing and then expect him to take us forward. But he needs to play a key role in the World Cup qualifiers. He needs to be in and around that team regularly, play, get the game, so that in the second round of the qualifiers in about 12 months' time, hopefully after a full season of action, you will be able to play in that number six role without any issues. Yeah, but I don't think, I don't think, I don't think that, uh, that, listen, uh, John Bash is every week playing in Holland. Okay, he has more pressure. Uh, he, uh, he has more pressure on him than than Haydari has seen uh, all his life. <laughs> okay, but, yeah, so he's he's playing. He's he's playing good. I, I talked with Said. I talked uh, before the match with Said. I, I told him, "Are you nervous for the match? Play simple passes and stuff like that." He said, "No, I'm not nervous. I was more nervous when I played against Real Madrid or uh, against uh, Celtic in the Champions League." I, I said, I, "I was more nervous." So these players. Okay, it's not it's not the, the highest level that they play, but they are they, are, they have other other things to be nervous about. Not against. But, but Ali so Reza, it's about it's about 80 million people judging their action. It's not about the game or the atmosphere itself. It's about the media waiting to attack them after the game if they played badly, saying they're not good enough. It's about the 75 million fans in the country, each one an expert, saying, oh, this guy, why is he playing him? Why don't we bring back Nekunam, for example? So these yeah. are the, it's, it's about the whole package. Yeah, but don't forget that same. That these are the same people who are saying, okay, we played bad, but we have uh, seen a lot of youngsters and, and we are happy about the future. So, <laughs> these are the same people that, that want youngsters and they want to see uh, the team really improve, you know? So, I think if the youngsters play uh, with Ando, with Hosseini, with Montazeri, with Hariri, um, Dejaga, these are players... It's enough. You don't have to. You don't have to play with uh, with a lot of old players. This is I enough. agree with you. And Hatsaf, you don't I think, forget. Hatsaf. I think that's Hatsaf another criticism that's been aimed at Kairosh. And listen, with Jahanbach, we've all agreed. We've said it so many times that he needs to start matches. He's, he's that good. Even in the Asian Cup, I thought he should have started more games. Sure. But, but is he a Kairosh type of player though? But is he a Kairosh type of player though? That's my question to you guys. Is he honestly a Kairosh type of player? Because Jahanbach is very offensive minded. Kairos likes versatile so plays Ashkon. that track back. So it was Ashkon. So Ashkon. Bach tracks back far more than Ashkon, in my opinion. So and what do you think about Shojai? Can Shojai defend? Shojai, Shojai defend. loses his temper and gets a red card. That's what he's done these past... He cannot defend. You know, so that's another question about Jaunbach. Is he honestly um, a type of player that Kairos would let him get his potential? 
You know? Just one point about Jambach. He himself said that he went into the Asian Cup with an injury and he was not fully fit, unfortunately. So I heard him say that himself just about a couple of weeks ago on TV. He said okay. that really affected his chances in the Asian Cup. So okay. I don't know yeah. how true that is. Then, then why, then, then why he told, uh, he told, uh, he tells in the news. I was a little bit disappointed with the few minutes that I get. Well, it's which one is true? It's natural. It's coming from him. It's natural for players uh, getting disappointed for not getting play time, no matter if uh, if they're injured or maybe say he's injured, but he can play with with painkillers. Uh, I don't think that we have to work. Uh, we have to worry about uh, Jahan Bach not being. Uh, a part of the national team anymore. I think uh, with the progress he's on the last year, uh, Kairos will surely find a, a solution where he, he fits in the team. And yeah, I, I uh, talking about to play more than anything else. I hope so, because yeah. I, I hell to God don't want to see Haydari on that lineup again. I'm tired of that no, guy. I'm sure Haydari will play as well. I... Go on. Yeah, sorry. Go on. When we spoke with him uh, at Kairos, that Kirosh uh, was uh, had spoken with Adreza and he told him, even if you're injured, you have to come to the team uh, camp because you're one part of the team. You know, I don't see him. Uh, I don't see him telling that to uh, to other players. So he has good plans for him. Uh, Ali Reza, uh, next move for. Yeah, for Said is really important. It's basically all up to you, man, because uh, we all know that Said is 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 uh, it's a time for him to take the next step. Uh, yes. Atletico Madrid C team uh, won't be enough for him if he wants to actually. Uh, no, I can tell you this. I can tell you this because I don't. I don't. I didn't spoke with any media or something about it. I don't really like it, but. Um, I tell this for the first time that Said is it's not staying at Atletico. Atletico has offered them a contract. We don't uh, we don't want to stay as Atletico because the B team of Atletico is uh, is relegated to the to the Tercera División. So this is not a thing that we want. And uh, we have uh, spoken with uh, with different clubs in, in Europe, uh, um, and he has he has uh, concrete offers. At this moment. Uh, uh, Getafe is winning. Getafe, uh, we have spoke with Getafe uh, on Friday for the third time. Uh, they have a good plan for Said. They want uh, to sign Said. They want him to uh, to start in the B team because we have to be realistic. Said has not played uh, in, the, in the Segunda Division, in the Segunda B division, so uh, he needs to uh, play there for the. For the, uh, I think, I think, 10, 12, 15 matches. This is what we have spoken with Getafe, and then they want to bring him to the to the La Liga. And don't forget, Said is still 18 years. So yeah, yeah that's I, great news. Uh, so I think, hopefully, yeah. Yeah. So I think that this he has offers from Russia. He has offers from Russia uh, for a lot of money. He has uh, offers from Turkey for a lot of money. He has uh, uh, from the second Bundesliga in Germany, uh, from Austria, from Norway, from Belgium. Uh, uh, from Belgium is not concrete yet, but he has offers. But the, the decision, uh, it's, it's really important to, to, to go somewhere and be happy, play a lot. And uh, yes, it, then, then he can improve on the national team also. But I don't want to bring him to, uh, to let's say, Germany. And, uh, and let them play once a month. 
you know, I want to keep back, to wrap this up, I still want to talk about Said, but, you know, the big rumor is that Kairos apparently wants to bring back Nekonom out of retirement and play for us again. I'm totally against the whole idea, you know, he's been a veteran, he's done everything for for our country and stuff, but I think it's time to give uh, chances to fresh blood, like, is that too late? So, what are your thoughts on this, guys? And I'm going to start off this with um, Bob back and I'm going to end up with Ali Reza. Well, I'm surprised. I mean, I heard this rumor, but it came from you, so you could be the one who is, uh, or actually it came from Sina, so it could be Sina spreading the rumor. <laughs> but, inside uh, information. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I was a bit surprised. I'm totally, totally against it. I think it's, it's the right time for us to rebuild. The fact that there's a first round of qualifiers, which we should get through, it's a good chance to develop whoever we want to replace him. I actually think we should be doing the same in a number of other positions. For example, a long-term partner in central defense will replace Hosseini next to Pur Ali Ganji, for example, and then on the right side with Heydari. So I'm against taking Nekunam. I'm very pro bringing Nekunam into the national team setup on the coaching side. Some sort of player liaison between the management and the players or learning his trade under K. Roche. I'm very much for that. It's always good to have that atmosphere because we know that Nekunam was part of one of the most spirited team medleys uh, that we've ever uh, seen. So, But on a playing side, I'm totally against it. Sina? Yeah, I completely agree. I think it goes... Uh, completely against everything that we've been discussing in this podcast about the uh, the need for young players to come through. And when you bring back uh, Nekunam, listen, he's been a fantastic player for us down the years, for, for, for around 15 years for us. He's possibly one of the best players, we've, one of the best midfielders we've produced. But uh, I think his time is over and um, there is this is a time, this is the right opportunity for young players such as Saeed such as uh, you know other young players, Ali Academy of Sepahan is another one. These players need to come in and, and, and uh, slowly and gradually take his spot. And there is no need for Nekunam to come in. And I think it's a very panicky move by by Kairos. There is no need for that at all. One draw against Turkmenistan means nothing in the long term. Of course, everyone is disappointed by dropping two points. But at the same time... Uh, this football, you know, you, you won't be able to win every single game. There are lessons to be learned in every in every game, whether you win or lose or draw. Uh, so bringing back Nekunam, I, I really don't see any point to it. I, I don't see why we need someone like Nekunam to to beat the likes of Guam or Tokyo Nissan. Or even listen, there was a lot of talk of Dejaga missing the game. Let's not forget the best results that we achieved under K Rush. Uh, was the last three games of the 2014 World Cup qualification. And Dejaga wasn't in the three games at all. He was injured. And we still managed to get the results under that much pressure against tougher positions, such as South Korea. So we don't need these, you know, the likes of Nekunam to, to get results against these, these kind of teams. Of course, having Dejaga is a, is a huge bonus. But at the same time, we should be able to beat and get points against teams such as Guam or India, uh, of that matter, without um, Dejaga and uh, Nekunam, of course. Pejman? Uh, yeah, I even heard that he might be going back to Estherlal. Uh, listen, um, uh, I agree with you guys, but maybe this was like a, a smart move by Kairos, uh, putting pressure on the other midfielders, like 
you're not playing good enough. You have to take your opportunities, guys. Uh, otherwise, uh, we will take Nekunam back and you will lose your place forever because uh, he can play uh, four more years for sure. He can do that. Uh, so hopefully players like uh, Ebrahimi, Rafi and, and whoever we, we think or Keiros think could take the, his position, uh, take his opportunity and make the best of it. Uh, but to be honest, no, I don't think that that's, uh, that would be a realistic move for uh, for the national team or for for Nekunam as well. He will if he wants to return to. Uh, to Estherlal, uh, he will do hopefully what uh, Bobak said, being part of the national team, uh, like a, a link between the players and the, and the coaching staff, or maybe even be a part of the Osasuna coaching team. That's not impossible either. But as a player for national team, uh, it's it's time for him to to do what he told us and leave. Sorry, Pasha, just one last point before you go to Ali Reza as well. Um, Bob, as Bobak mentioned, I was the one who brought up the news, and I got the news from various uh, Iranian media outlets. But as far as you know, we, we all know um, they're not as reliable as they should be. But uh, so yeah, if if it doesn't happen, then yeah, don't put, don't blame it on me. <laughs> no, we, we will, we will, we will. <laughs> no, the Iranian news media at least are more reliable than Fox News. Ayrezan, what are your thoughts on this? I think it's uh, it's a mistake from Gerrard. He's panicking, what Sina said, and also um, the smartest move uh, that uh, the retiring was from uh, Nekunam. He has shown uh, that he is not like Aidai or other players that that stayed uh, until they are 38 or something. <laughs> it was uh, it was a good decision from him to uh, to stop uh, after the World Cup. Uh, and uh, I don't think if you have a future plan like Gerrard has. You you don't have to to panic or to to uh, to call up Nekunam again because if Nekunam will join you and he will be your assistant uh, mentally he's so strong that he can help the team also when he's outside the field and I think also that uh, in in the pitch Ando has the the great leadership he can do that also but give him time not not after one or two matches. I have a question from Twitter, and this is for you, Ali Reza. It's from at Hamoudi underscore LFC8. And I feel sorry for him to, for supporting LFC, but um, his question to you is, how has his progress been at Atletico Madrid? He's talking about Saeed uh, Ezzatulai and his game time. Um, if you could just uh, elaborate on that. Yes, they want to, uh, like I told, they want to sign him. They have told, uh, uh, I think... One month ago, uh, they have uh, called us and they say we want to sit with him and we want to discuss the, the terms for the next uh, for contract of four years. But the problem is, uh, we were looking at the B team and the B team is, uh, has been relegated. So it, 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 I know it's Atletico de Madrid, but it's not an option for him. So I don't think it's a smart move when we stay here. He will play uh, because the step from the B team to the A team is impossible for. Uh, for 18 years uh, old kid or you have to be like a uh, defender from Uruguay to give me the world uh, world quality but normal I don't think it's gonna happen so uh, we have uh, talked with other teams and uh, uh, what I told you earlier interested is also in Madrid you have seen almost all the matches of Said uh, so 
he's, he's gonna move. He's gonna move from Atletico. You know, I really appreciate you guys for coming in, always giving you great insights, and hopefully uh, Saeed's future will be determined by his progress and his maturity. And um, thank you guys for coming on. Always a pleasure. Um, you can find us at iTunes. Please subscribe. Also available on SoundCloud. And like our Facebook page called Gold Bazan. And uh, much love. Thank you. Bye. Thank, thank you, Pasha. Thank, thank you, guys. Thank you. Nice talking to you.